Things in Luke chapter 17 and verse number 5. I'll, I'll read that. The apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And that's what I feel to talk about. Well, I, I feel like we've come here today and there's some folks that need an increase in your faith. Um, let's pray. Father, I love you so much. Thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray you'll minister today. I pray you'll talk to us, that you will... Uh, Help us, Lord, to position ourselves in an attitude of unwavering faith that you will, that you will undergird us and strengthen us. And those, that, those of us that are here, that, that sometimes we question things and don't understand, help us, Lord, and undergird our faith that we would have complete trust in you and we will thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. You can be seated. Uh, it, what, what an interesting word there that the apostles, 17 chapters into the book of Luke, where they have seen multiple miracles. Brother John, they have seen him turn water into wine by this point. They have seen him resurrect the dead by this point. They have seen him lay hands on lepers and they have seen them cleansed. They have, uh, they, they have seen him turn crumbs into a feast to feed a multitude. In fact, it was done by their hands. And they come to him and say, Lord, increase our faith. I, I don't know how much more faith, Brother Ben, you can get in him than for him to hand you a sack lunch and you go distribute it to a multitude and then you come back and say, Lord, I, I sure would appreciate if you'd help out my faith a little bit. That lets me understand that there's some humanity that goes on in this walk with God and every now and then we need the Lord to come in and, and, and undergird our faith a little bit. Uh, can, can anybody just testify a little bit and say, I have been on the mountaintop where I could believe Him for anything, but I've also, after the mountaintop, I've walked through some valleys where I needed Him to let me know it's going to be okay. I've come here to tell you this morning, it's going to be okay. Elijah would go to the top of that mountain and he'd have a showdown with false prophets and he'd pray something like a 53-word prayer and God sent fire out of heaven, consumed the sacrifice from off the altar and one piece of bad mail comes to uh, Elijah. That wicked queen says, I'm going to kill you before the sun goes down. And this man, he just slain, what, 10,000 prophets? I don't remember what the numbers was. He just, he just whooped up on everybody. And he gets one piece of mail that says, I'm going to kill you. And he runs for his life. And, and I would say he has, I don't know, PTSD or he's at least in a deep depression. And his faith is, has gone to uh, the empty side of the gauge and he was the same prophet that in the New Testament he would appear on top of the Mount of Transfiguration along with Moses. If that man would struggle with faith, I think every now and then it's okay for us to admit maybe, maybe I need the Lord to prop me up today. 
Lord, I, I need you today. I need you to give me an encouraging word. And so uh, I, I, I just want to share a thought with you. I told the, the guys in the office today that I was not planning to preach very long. And uh, I hope that by the end of this service you won't be leaving saying, man, pastor's a liar again today. So I, so I phrase it this way, I don't intend. What I really want is for God to have his way. Uh, I, I'll read to you out of the book of Acts chapter number 10. It says that there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the, poor, uh, to the people. He prayed always. He saw a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, the angel says to Cornelius, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. A memorial before God. Uh... This is my aim today, and, and I hope it's not uh, too small a target for you this morning. But I want to talk about prayer and seemingly unanswered prayer. One thing that will frustrate our faith is if we have wrong expectations. Uh, if... If Brother John and I are supposed to meet, I've got in my calendar that we're going to meet at El Jalisco. Did I pronounce that correctly? I have in my calendar that Brother John and I are going to meet at El Jalisco. And, and I'm going to have the fried chicken chimichungas. which may be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I don't know, but it's possible. Uh, but, but we're going to meet at 11.30, and so I, I go down there, and I, I get us a table, and I'm there at 11.30, and, and, uh, and I sit around, and it's 15 minutes late, and, and then Brother John's 20 minutes late, and, and I'm wondering where Brother John is. Then all kinds of things can go through my mind as to why Brother John is not there. Now, it could be, you know, when you're in the dark, your mind can go all kinds of different directions. And, and I, I don't know, I could throw out some ideas. You know, maybe, maybe Brother John had a, had a flat tire, that, that could be it. Maybe, maybe Brother John has just stood me up because he's mad at me, you know. Maybe, oh my goodness, maybe he was in a wreck. Does, does anybody know what happened to Brother John? Uh, maybe, maybe he just don't like me no more. Maybe this was a, I don't know, we could come up with a lot of things, but because I'm in the dark, I am starting to lose faith in Brother John. When maybe the truth was, I was actually supposed to meet him at 1.30 and, and I hit that one too many times. And, and all of a sudden, I have all these perceptions and all this stuff, going, all, all these wrong ideas going through my mind about Brother John, but it was based on a false perception. I, I want to talk to you about prayer for just a moment. And that is, I, I feel like this is a teaching of a, a prophet named Verbal Bean, and you can, you can read his book on prayer. It's very good. He used these two terms concerning prayer. He talked about current and memorial prayers. 
current prayer and memorial prayer. A current prayer uh, is, is where we pray and the answer comes seemingly almost immediately. And how many have experienced a current prayer? You prayed and God did it. And, and, and we love current prayers. But there are also prayers that are memorial prayers. And that's what I read to you here. Uh, that the angel came to Cornelius and said, Your prayer has come up for a memorial before God. Uh, it says that he prayed always. He and his family, they prayed always. They gave Always, and all this stuff. And if we don't understand that sometimes we've got to pray a little more before the answer comes, it can frustrate our faith because I didn't get an answer today. But we need to understand that there, are, there is such a thing called a memorial before God. And I don't know how all that works. Brother Pat, I understand from the book of Revelation that there's vials in heaven that, where our prayers are stored up. I don't know if you can store up enough prayer that all of a sudden the vial is full and it's time for the... I don't, I don't know how all of that works. I just understand that we have to have persistence in prayer. Yes. Uh, yes. Amen. Amen. Sister Martha, We really want immediate answers. How many loves microwaves and remote controls and high-speed internet? We want it now. We want, how many want it now? We want it now. And so when the preacher gets up and he starts talking about you've got to persist in prayer, this flesh does not like that because we want it now. But sometimes we persist in prayer because God wants us to spend time with Him. Luke 18, verse number 1, He spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Always pray. Elbow your neighbor, tell him, always pray and don't faint. Always pray and don't faint. Uh, if I am in connection with God consistently, I am not going to faint. Isaiah 40 and 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, and neither is weary. There is no searching to His understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait... But they that way, I've come to some folks today that I feel like the Lord gave me a word that you need some increase in your faith. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I, I, want you to, I want you to be encouraged today that if you will just hold on a little longer, God is going to increase your strength. If you will just hang on a little longer, you are going to be able to run and not be weary. If you will... 
I need to tell somebody today, I feel this so strongly. You need to set your feet in the carpet and say, I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn around. I have put my hand to the plow and I am not going to go the other direction. I have made up my mind. I'm going to pray until something happens. I'm going to pray. I am going to wait upon the Lord and, re and renew strength. That, that word is in italics right there. Uh, renew their strength. I don't think it ought to be there. I think our strength cometh from the Lord. Whenever we, we, whenever we wait upon the Lord, we're not renewing our strength. It's His strength that's being put in us. They shall walk and not be weary. They, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. In this hour, I absolutely believe that the enemy of your soul wants you to be weary and wants you to be faint. He wants you to be weary. He wants, you to, he wants to wear you out. And it's at this time we got to make up our mind, I'm going to hang on to the Lord. Because He has everlasting arms that are able to bear us up whenever we need Him. And so He says, you need to pray and not faint. Uh, this, this, is, this is what the Lord gave me. This little, this little sentence here today. Uh, as, as, we were, as I was in prayer uh, earlier this morning, I felt like He gave me a little word. Um, where does faith originate? Faith cometh by... Hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. If faith can come... Wait a minute, let me, let me pause for just a moment. What's the opposite of faith? Doubt or fear. By the way... If you're making major life decisions based on fear, you're not making major life decisions based on faith. It's either one or the other. If you say, I'm going to do this because I'm afraid of X, Y, Z, you're not making a decision out of faith. You're making a decision out of fear. Which means God is not leading because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh... So if, if fear and doubt is the opposite of faith, and if faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, is it possible that doubt comes because of a deficiency of the Word of God? If faith comes by hearing the Word, doubt will be a result of a deficit of the Word. If you feel yourself shaking and you feel yourself uh, lacking in faith, it's time to get into the Word. Yes. It's time to get into not only the written Word, but it's time to get into the preached Word. Because God's going to send you faith, but it's going to come by His Word. By His Word. That's exactly right. Never! I, I've been trying to live for God for 20 years. I have never had an experience where someone walked up to me. Wow, I felt that faith. It doesn't happen that way. Somebody, Brother Tim, I can't just walk up to you. Like um, Mr. Spock trying to like 
some, now all you Trek nerds, you don't know what I'm talking about. We're on some kind of, kind of Vulcan mind meld or something. Uh, faith comes by hearing. I've been in lots of situations I've been in lots of church services where I felt God gave me a word. And what happens when God gives you a word? Something happens on the inside. You feel a strength that comes on the inside that you either gives you direction or He gives you strength to go another day at whatever it is. But you get a word and faith comes through the word. And that can be... I, how many of you can testify and say, I was on YouTube, I was listening to this preacher, and God gave me a word listening on the, the YouTube? Okay, got two people. It was just me. How many can testify and say, I was reading in my devotional one day, and I was just cruising through, and God gave me a word for that day? God works through the spoken word. Why did Elijah fear? Because he got a bad word. And the word made, him, made an image in his mind and he feared because he listened to the bad word. We got to get in the good word of God because Fox News and CNN and MSNBC is bad news and it will kill your faith. But Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Person, that's good word. That's faith building word. That's if I am weary and I am questioning and I don't know where to go, I can get into a word because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to tell somebody today, and uh, this, this, there was a judge, and I keep going back to this, and I, uh, but, but Jesus said there was a judge in a city, didn't fear God, didn't regard man, and there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And that judge would not for a while, but afterward. Somebody say, but afterward. He wouldn't for a while, but afterward. Though I fear, he said, I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this woman troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Jesus tells this story about what I would call persistent prayer. Lord, teach us to pray and not to faint. And he begins to tell them a story about a woman who came to a judge over and over and over and over and over and over. And every time she came, the judge said... I heard it. No. Every time the judge said, no. Talk about feeling like the, the ceiling is brass. I've heard that saying before. Like the, the ceiling of my room was brass and my, my prayers couldn't make it to heaven. And so this woman, she's going to the judge, and he keeps saying no, he keeps saying no, he keeps saying no. But one day, somebody say one day. One day. 
But one day, he said, you know what? Give her what she wants. You just missed it. One day, give her what she wants. I've come to preach to you today, and I'm going to close with this, that one day, if you just keep praying, 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 praying. one day, out of nowhere. You know, now you got to sit down, i got to tell you something else. Faith is not an emotion. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, teach us how to pray and not to faint. Well, here's, here's what you need to If this woman, Sister Nikki, if this woman had come to this judge over and over and over and over again, do you think that every time she showed up, she thought, today's the day he's going to say yes? I don't know. I, I don't know, Brother Pat. It, it, if you get the door slammed in your face enough times, you start to flinch before it even happens. I, uh, avenge me of my adversary. Okay. But I'll be back tomorrow. I don't think her faith was demonstrated in her emotion. Her faith was demonstrated in the fact that she went back the next day. We really need to disconnect our faith from our emotion. Because He's good whether I feel like He's good or not. He's good, He's faithful, whether I'm happy, He's faithful, whether or not uh, I feel joy right now, He's faithful. And this woman, I believe, Brother Ben, she had the door slammed in her face multiple times. But what she had in her mind was, I'm going to keep going back until I get my answer. That is faith. I'm going to keep asking until I get an answer. Now, if you're asking out of the will of God, He may answer and say no. And if God gives you a no, then stop asking. But if you just feel like the heavens are brass, just keep asking. Because He said, surely the Lord will avenge His elect, though He bear long with them. It says that He will come to them speedily. I think that, that last day, that she knocked on that judge's door and said, avenge me of mine adversary. I think she was surprised when it happened. You don't think God works that way? I was, we're teaching discipleship. I was teaching a discipleship class this morning. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of instances in the book of Acts where there's answered prayer, where there's like zilcho faith, Brother Brad. Peter's in prison. Peter's between, chained between two prison guards, and they're having a prayer meeting. God, get Peter out of prison. Peter gets out of prison. Comes and knocks on the door. Hey, y'all, let me in. Rhoda runs to the door. Oh, it's Peter. Didn't let him in. The little brother's still standing out on the street. 
the, the answer to my prayer is out here. But I just, hey, well, go, go, go tell them. It's Peter. He's out of prison. And they're all in there praying. You know, the whole, everybody's in intercessory prayer. God, let it spare Peter. And so Rhoda's like, hey, Peter's at the door. Like, no, he's not. That's why we're praying. In fact, that can't be him. It's his angel. Which some people interpret as he's dead. That can't be Peter. That's why we're over here praying. He got released not because of their faith at that moment, but they did pray. Yes. Yes. That, that doesn't look, really trip our trigger very much, but let me give you another one. Cornelius, can we, can we do Bible study here for another five minutes? All right. Okay, thank you. Got to come on and go ahead. That's good enough for me. Cornelius has a vision we just read. Cornelius, the angel comes to him. Go find Peter. He's going to preach to you. Peter was a prejudiced Jew. And Peter had a bunch of prejudiced Jews with him that did not believe that they should even be associating with these Gentile folks. God gives Peter a vision. Peter's got a revelation. Well, maybe there's no difference. Peter goes down to Cornelius' house and he begins to talk about Jesus. And it says, While he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that believed, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And it says, And those Jews that were with him were astonished. That's what the word says. They were astonished. I, I get this. I just want to picture this in my mind. He got all, all, the, all the religious folks, you know. Peter's preaching along. And they, the congregation, they all start talking in tongues. And the religious folks are like. It wasn't because of their faith. But there was a Cornelius. That God said, your prayer has come up as a memorial before God. I don't care if they don't believe it. I don't care if he doesn't believe it. But I tell you what, you've been praying for a while. And I'm going to send you an answer to your prayer. Let's stand to our feet today. Father, let's lift our hands right now. Father... In the name of the Lord Jesus, I ask you today that you will let the gift of faith and the word of faith fall on your people. I ask you today, great God, that you will give us the attitude of persistence. Help us to disconnect our faith from our emotion. Help us to disconnect our faith in you from what we feel. But let us connect our faith in what we do. And we're willing to pray until you give us an answer. We believe you today, God, that you are going to do it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, I, I heard a story. Now, this is not from this church, but I heard, heard this story from another apostolic church. A, uh, a, a lady was praying that her lost husband would come to church, Brother Pat. And every day she would get up, or every Sunday she would get up and lay his clothes out. And for years, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. But she'd lay that, these clothes out for church every Sunday morning. Wasting your time. But one day, he said, you know what? I, I, think, I think I'll go with you. 
I was in church with a lady. Her name was uh, Charlene. I probably told you about Charlene and Steve before, but Steve was an alcoholic. Charlene came to the church, and uh, God filled her with the Holy Ghost, filled both her daughters with the Holy Ghost. And Steve was hard. He was an alcoholic. He didn't want anything to do with God. In fact, Steve had already planned his own suicide. But there was a Charlene that was praying, praying, and praying, and praying. And one evening, Brother Christman said, You know what, Charlene? You need to just go twist Steve's arm. Charlene got home from church that night. Brother Christman told me to do this. He said, something broke inside of him. He said, okay, I'll go. Steve came. He repented of his sins. God took that alcohol addiction like that. He said, I never desired another drop again. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. How's that happen? Because somebody was willing not to give up. Willing not to give up. Why don't we just gather together around the front of this church today. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord. Let Him talk to us. Lord, we come to You this day. We come to You this day. Believing You. We're walking out of our pew today as an act of faith. 